Okay, good morning everybody. So, as you know, my weeks and days and months always spending with uh, my time spending with the people. I am listening to people, I am talking to the people, I am sitting with the people and always I am with people. So, always I can hear their stories and their experiences. Uh, they are happy moments and they are unhappy uh, moments and situation and problems in their life. So, one thing I realize when I am listening to them, uh, many people are unhappy. The most of time when they come to me and when they say things, I never seen anybody who <laughs> come to me and say, Oh, Bhante, I'm very happy. <laughs> <laughs> so, it's okay. All this you can come to me saying unhappy, it is fine. But all the time, hundred percent of them who come to me and said, Bhante, I have this problem and that problem. I'm unhappy, I'm sad, I'm angry, disappointment. Uh, I want to kill myself. And so many, so many things. So, again, listening and observing and experiencing all those people, one thing I realize, most of us, most of people are not content. They are not content. That's the thing I can see. So, always they are thinking there are something else. Or there's another word I can use. Um, they always say, there is not, you know, there is more than that or something not enough, something not enough. So, what is the opposite word of the contentment? Huh? Discontentment. Oh, so, that means that is the first noble truth, dissatisfaction. We are not happy. That means, all the time, common word we use in the first noble truth is what? Suffering. suffering. We are suffering. I think that word is a little bit difficult for the Westerners to understand. So, suffering is when you have back pain or knee pain or something like that. Oh, I am suffering. So, I think the best word you have to understand, you are not satisfied. So, people are complaining about things, satisfied. You know, I am not satisfied. That means not enough, always something else. So, last night um, I had the conversation with somebody uh, in Arizona. So, I met him first time uh, when I was there, you know, the last week. Then he emailed me, Bhante, I am really, I really want to talk to you today. You know, please find time for me. <laughs> so, then, you know, the, my time, 10 at night, so I contacted him. Finally, I thought, you know, I had to call him, maybe he's in an emergency situation. Then he said, um, my family is out of country and my two, uh, three children and my wife, because they asked me to come, but I didn't go because I'm not happy. Uh, so, me and my wife always having some difficulties and problems, we are fighting and arguing. Um, so, one thing he said, maybe that's his story, maybe I have to listen to the other part too. <laughs> Uh, so, one thing he said, always one thing my wife is complaining, not enough, not enough. My car is not good. 
Then he said, I has, you know, she doesn't have a good car. No, then he said, you know, sometimes I can see the people who are in Arizona, they are wealthy and they have enough things. And then he said, no, she's driving most expensive car. She's driving, but she's always complaining. So this car is not good for me. And another thing he said, you know, she's complaining. You are not making enough money. And sometimes he, you know, she's complaining. So you don't love me that much. So always something that is not enough and he said, I'm very unhappy. I don't know what I had to do. I had to uh, live this life because of my children. Couple of times I thought I want to kill myself. He, he was telling me, but I didn't go that much far. So I, I, I'm so glad, you know, the last Saturday I met you, I was listening to you, I, I did the meditation workshop with you. Then I thought, you know, still I have some hopes. Still I have um, um, hopes about my life. I want to have some happiness and joy in my life and for my children and my family. So that's the story, you know, the, you know, the latest and recent story I was, you know, the talking to somebody. And so I can see in this society people always in the counting this life with wealth and the material. So sometimes people think well, how much material things I have that much I'm happy. Um, so do you think when you have all the material gains people will be perfectly they are happy? No, right? One time Buddha was looking at the Himalayan mountain and he said to the attendant Ananda, so the monk who helped him always, you know, look at Ananda, that Himalayan mountain is huge and big and humongous mountain. So if you want, you know, you know, so if I want, because using my Buddha power, I can turn this Himalayan mountain to gold. I can do that if I want to. Then right away, attendant Ananda said, please, Buddha, do it, do it, do it, please do it, right? He said, then Buddha asked, why? Then he said, this country is poor, after you do that, everybody will be happy and peaceful, get peace of the mountain and sell it and, and joyful life. Buddha said, do you think it will happen? Then... Ananda said, yes, it will happen. Then Buddha said, no, Ananda, it's never happened. If I turn it, this Himalayan mountain to gold, that's not enough to make these people happy. Then later they will come to him and say, please, Buddha, make other mountains also to the gold. Right? That means they need more. So Buddha said, that's not the purpose of being born as a Buddha. That's not my purpose, making these mountains to gold. So my purpose to teach people how to finding that uh, true happiness and joy in their life, the contentment. Contentment. So, you know, I think there's another word you have uh, heard, you know, the thirsty. Thirst. Right? Thirst. Always, you know, the feel I need more. So you have seen dogs when they are thirsty? How they are behaving. Right, right. So, you know, you have seen, you know, I don't want to act that. <laughs> you know how the dogs are behaving when they are thirsty, right? The tongue is out and it's very difficult and he's looking for something and not focus. And the same thing with the human beings. 
there is no that much difference. When we have that thirst, always we are looking and looking and looking and looking and asking something. So, think about uh, your experience when you are thirsty. You know, you, when you are thirsty, you are looking for something to drink, right? Then you grab your most uh, uh, favorite drink when you are thirsty. Then how do you feel after that? Huh? Satisfied. Feel so cool, right? So wonderful. So then it feels like a content inside. There is some joy. Oh, feel good, right? So the same thing. Same thing, when you really find the true happiness inside you, you feel always content, that person always need less. Always need less. No need to have so much. So, practice as a real monk. <laughs> real monk, we don't want that much. Right? So, always my friend is joking for me, with, you know, making fun with me, and one of my American students, you know, no need to have that much for you. You are bold to eat and, you know, go and ask in some food, and you are three robes. How simple that life. But now, oh my God, so my life is so complicated <laughs> in this country. So, now I need so many things to survive and live this country. I understand that, and using my mindfulness, I really maintain myself to focus on that. Otherwise, I can be extremely unhappy and sad and angry and disappointed. So, my point today, if you want to find the true self-happiness, don't try to find that happiness through things and the material things. Right? So, if you want to find the self-happiness, always you have to sit and meditate, understanding about yourself. Otherwise, it will be so difficult. You know, my experience with the people in the society, any societies, it doesn't matter in um, East or West, any societies, always people are counting their contentment and happiness through things. It doesn't matter is a material things or the people. So, there's a wonderful story. You know, always we have to go with the human qualities. So, there was a family and the father and mother, they are wealthy people and the Christmas is coming. Now, the Christmas time, you know what, what you are doing, you know, the gift sharing and love, so much, you know, the good things. So, the father bought, you know, the, so many gifts and he bought most expensive wrapping, the gold paper to wrap the gifts. So, he left home and went to work. One day, evening, when he returned to, uh, return home, so, he saw the little girl, maybe she is four years old, she is cutting all the expensive uh, gold wraps, you know, she is making, making fun with us. Father was extremely angry. He was angry and yelled at the girl and asked, what are you doing, you know, very expensive paper, I need it for tomorrow, for the wrap all the gifts, why you are wasting those papers and yelled at the little girl. Then little girl crying and said, daddy, I am making a gift for you, for tomorrow, I am making a gift. Then father was, okay, you know, whatever, right, he left, <laughs> right. So, then the Christmas came, now the Christmas morning, the little girl ran to the father and said, Dad, this is your gift, this is your gift. Then it's wrapped with the gold papers and the father was so excited, he opened the box. It is empty. 
Now father was so offended and angry. You don't know the silly girl. You know, you had to put something to this box when you are giving a gift to somebody. Right? You didn't put anything. There is nothing in this box. Now this little girl again and crying and crying and crying told the father, Daddy, last night, whole night, I didn't sleep. What I did, I blew so many kisses into this box. <laughs> father couldn't handle this pain. So then the story says, father left this box next to his bed until he died. So think about the life. Always if you see the happiness through all those, you know, the material things, the things are impermanence always, our life is not joyful. I think we are failures. Don't look at people, don't look at your joy and happiness through the material things. Uh, then people always find something to complain. Something to complain. Always if you see something is not enough, look at the, all the human qualities in people. It doesn't matter, you know, your, you know, your life, maybe living husband and wife, maybe children, it's not joyful at all when you have those difficulties. So that's my message for this morning. Any questions? Any comments? Yeah, I have a question. Yes. It's um, totally different, but mm -hmm. um, I was thinking about prayer beads the other day. Mm -hmm. Can you um, maybe talk about that just a short time? The prayer beads? Yeah. So I, uh, my experience with the prayer beads, all the religion, it doesn't matter, Buddhist or all the religious people, all the cultures, they are using the prayer beads. Right? So the malas, we call the malas. Um, so our countries, uh, usually monks, they don't use the malas. Right? All the lay people, they use the malas and when they go to the temple, they wear them. Right? So we, they wear them and also they are counting the beads as a you know, the meditation object. So sometimes people are um, finding very difficult to uh, focus. So that's a simple technique, you know, the, you know, the using of the one word, you know, the Buddhist people pick up the word Buddha or Buddho, right? Then the person who meditate always counting Buddho, Buddho, Buddha, mantra, right? So that's the, you know, the meaning behind the prayers, you know, the prayer beads. Yes, sometimes they have seven, sometimes they have nine, sometimes they have 108. 108. So the different, so 108 qualities of the Buddha, they are focusing on. So it's, you know, the different religion, you know, the different methods and techniques. Nine and 108. So I don't know about other tradition, but the Buddhist tradition, we call the 108 qualities of the Buddha nature. Mm -hmm. See? Oh, yeah. 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 So there's a, you know, the long history behind that, you know. It's not belong to anybody, all the cultures and the religious people using the beads. Any other question, what we talk? Bhante, you talked about uh, someone being thirsty and then they get, like, their favorite drink and they oh. feel so 
so good because they got it. Mm -hmm. Mm -hmm. Um, I, I think our minds get trained that way with all things. So mm -hmm. when you're talking about desiring more, mm -hmm. how, do you, how do you break that cycle in your mind? Because you know that if you get that drink, mm -hmm. you'll feel better. Mm -hmm. So the mind thinks anything else you desire, if you get it, you'll feel better. Right. That's why I think this mindfulness practice always helps to see what is going inside the mind. What are my desires? That's why when you practice the mindfulness, always you can say, this is enough. This is my limitations. So the mindfulness is everything. I just use that example to understand the people about the thirst. Right? You know, using a drink, how you feel. So the, the word Nibbana, you know, the Nirvana, or the noun is Nibbutta, that means you are to fully content. Fully content. That nirvana means fully content. That means there is no more desires to, uh, you know, the make yourself, you know, the happy. So that means you are fully content, joyful. So only a tool you have to bring it to your life. You know, the more mindfulness practice, more mindfulness practice every day to understanding your thoughts and feelings and sensations, to reactions to them. Any other comments? In our society, I've heard this said before, is like there, there's a slogan called less is more. Mm -hmm, mm -hmm. But then there's also people who say that more is more. You know? <laughs> <laughs> Interesting. <Yeah. laughs> they say more is better, yeah. Yeah, he who, he who dies with the most toys wins. You know? yeah. 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 Yes, you know what is your intention? Yeah. So sometimes, you know, of course, you need things, right? right? Then you have to ask, what is the why I need this? It doesn't mean when you talk about this, leave everything behind and go and become a monk, or you know, something like that. No. So you have to live with things and the people, and you know, this is the world. We all are part of this world. So you have to learn how to deal with it. Right? It doesn't matter how much money you have. It doesn't matter how many things you have. If you know how to deal with it and share with the people and not greed. Mm -hmm. Right? Not greed. That's the thing. So we need to know the intention. Yeah. Exactly. The intention is very important. Anything else? I got something. Okay. <laughs> I got a kick out of Sam. He, he likes his car. But on his Facebook <laughs> picture, um, Posing in front I think of like he's here. Cadillac. <laughs> 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 he's been in America too long. Right, right. <laughs> we had to watch ourselves, right? We had to watch ourselves. Yes. Uh, so now they are keep telling you have to buy a new car, you have to get another one or something like that. You know, I'm keep telling what you know, there's no difference, you know, for me. <laughs> <laughs>